sorry I don't love you A fresh I've grown accustomed to Cause with you if something isn't wrong Something isn't wrong Something isn't right Hey everyone, welcome to Geekdom is Back, as is Ian Baldwin. Today we're going to be talking about Overlap, Start a Business While Working a Full-Time Job by Sean McCabe. And before we dive into that, though, Ian, I know you went to the Sean West Conference, which is a conference that he put on in Texas, right? Yeah, it was in uh, Austin, Texas this past year. It's the last conference they're doing for the foreseeable future, So, but it was really a good time and a chance to like meet some like-minded people who are starting their own businesses or have been running their own business for a while now. Yeah, and it looks like there were a ton of speakers there. Was there anyone in particular that really stood out to you? Yeah, I was actually really excited to hear a talk from James Clear and then uh, Scott Birkin. He was the first speaker that had spoke about creativity. So it was actually pretty neat. There had people that talked about copywriting and building a community uh, they had someone talking about social media advertising and team building and sales funnels. So just a lot of stuff that I've heard, you know, people talk about on podcasts, but never got to like talk to people about it in person, really. So it was like a really cool experience to get uh, some insight from like some industry leaders on that type of stuff. Yeah. So that conference ties into the book fairly well, I'm guessing then, right? Uh, Sean, his book Overlap, he had talked about kind of like his experience into building a business and how he went from one job to another. So he didn't touch on like marketing too much or um, like sales funnels and stuff of that nature, but he did talk about like building an audience and just how to kind of get people in your life, like on board with what you're doing and just how to have like change your mindset as far as like having a positive outlook on uh, making your passion like lucrative. Yeah, so why don't we go ahead and dive on into the book then? You know, this book came out last year, and I actually only listened to the audiobook. I didn't have a copy of the book to read, so that was my way of consuming it. But I know you have a physical copy of the book, a PDF, and you also had the audiobook, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I had pre-ordered the book when Sean announced that he was doing it uh, last year. And kind of what stuck out to me was the fact that he was doing the audio version, uh, PDF, and then the hardcover version. So he had multiple ways that someone could consume it. And also just the quality of it and his attention to detail really stuck out to me. Yeah, this is a book that's something I wish would have come out when I did have a full-time job because maybe then I would have been able to figure stuff out sooner and still have that full-time job income, which is very helpful for anyone who is in a creative field because for my label and the podcast and everything, you know, it's not totally free to do those things. Like I'm paying every month to host the podcast and everything like that. So it was one of those things where when I was listening to the audiobook, I was like, yeah, maybe I should have quit my job, but it's just, you know, it happened. So here we are. But you are working at Apple right now and pursuing your career in design on the side and everything like that. So do you find that this book really helped you sort of find a better balance with everything that you were doing? Yeah, it's just it's been really helpful to like for me to explore other options, too. 
Because I don't know if I've told you this recently, but I'm kind of taking a break from doing graphic design and just trying to experiment with something else and see if maybe photography or video or diving into some type of other like career path in the music industry might be a better fit for me. But just having my job at Apple and another uh, part-time job is really giving me the flexibility to not feel stressed about how I'm paying my rent and other bills. Um, So just having that foundation to build off of has made it a lot less stressful of a process. Yes, paying bills is certainly stressful. And I think you were the one who introduced me to at least the audiobook version Mm -hmm. of this because I probably had heard of Sean McKay previously, but I hadn't really kept up with what he was doing. I wasn't subscribed to his newsletter or anything like that, which I am now since that was how you could get the audiobook for free, which was a great promotional tool that he used. You know, he gave it away for free for X amount of days and I listened to it in Overcast and I still have it in there, you know, on the off chance that I want to go back to one of the chapters and listen to something. So it's certainly something that is going to be a great reference tool for a lot of people. But how did you first hear about Sean McCabe? Uh, So I was actually thinking about that earlier today um, as I was like starting to listen to the audiobook again, just to kind of get refreshed on the beginning of it and everything. But um, Sean and his partner at the time had run a web design agency. And that was around the time they were starting up that I was starting to get into like building and customizing WordPress websites. So I think I had stumbled on an article that they had put out or just followed them on Twitter and noticed like in their Twitter bio or their website, they had listed the people that, you know, managed and helped run the company. So I think I started following Sean on Twitter then and then started seeing his hand lettering uh, come out around like 2012, 2013, which then turned me on to his podcast when he started that uh, in 2013. Yeah, I have checked out I think an episode of the podcast here and there but I'm not subscribed to it is it very Mm -hmm. similar to what he tells everyone in his newsletters and his book is it something that sort of really fits with everything that he's working on right now yeah it's definitely it's definitely business centered and they do talk about uh, growing an audience and how to kind of manage your resources and just make the best use of your time they have kind of a a lot of life hacks in a way but he likes to draw from his real life experiences and his co-host Ben will also talk about things that he's struggled with so it's nice to get a perspective from two different people and with who do different stuff in their careers because Ben does like video at the moment but before he was doing stuff with like web and graphic design yeah so why don't we go ahead and talk about what we got out of reading this book or in my case listening to it because There are a bunch of sections that you can pull things from. You don't necessarily Mm -hmm. need to, you know, follow the entire book to the letter to find something that works for you. And I think that's something that's really great about these kinds of books. I know Tim Ferriss has a lot of books that are similar in nature and people sort of just pluck what works for them. And, you know, like I said, with me not having a full-time job right now, clearly a lot of this doesn't apply to me because I have time to do all this podcasting, editing, and everything else that I've been working on lately. But it is one of those things where 
it's like, okay, yes, bills need to be paid and freelancing doesn't always do that or side projects don't always do that. So what were your initial thoughts when you first went through the book? Yeah, so um, I was pretty familiar with a lot of the content going into it because okay. Sean had blogged about it and talked about stuff like that on his podcast. But since he had an editor and somebody who really combed through the book with him to like change the wording a little bit and also some of the examples that he had put uh, in the book that was it kind of had a fresh perspective on stuff I'd already been thinking about um, but and I really with the audiobook I really like that he was the one who read the book so it, like had his voice and everything in it but then if you read it too when you're reading at your own pace you kind of have your inner voice that's almost getting a different perspective as well so you might pick up on different things by reading the book than just by listening to it yeah, plus when you read a book, you can mark it up if you're someone who likes to mark up a book or if you have mm -hmm. the PDF, you can probably annotate that online in a wide variety of apps that are out there for PDFs. But as someone who listened to the audiobook, I definitely know what you mean by reading it gives you a bit of a different look at it because you can do things at your own pace. You can sort of jump around more easily and... Mm -hmm with the audiobook, sure, you could jump around, but you couldn't really have an idea of what section you were jumping to until you mm -hmm. listened to a little bit of it. Whereas in the book, you can obviously just look, okay, this was what I was looking for. This wasn't. And yeah. I like that he gave those options, like you said, the hardcover, the PDF, and the audiobook, based on how people like to consume information. And mm -hmm. because the audiobook was free for, I what was it, about two or three weeks, I believe, he had it up for free if you signed up for the newsletter or something like that. I think that's certainly a good way to get people talking about it even before the actual book comes out and everything. Mm -hmm. So for me, what I really took out of this book was there are a ton of different ways to do something. And, you know, recently I've been following some newsletters or signing up for newsletters from people who are like making six figures a year doing freelance writing. But it's one of those things where it's not the type of freelance writing that I do. So they're mm -hmm. not writing about TV shows. They're going and finding companies that need content marketing and things like that. So it's certainly different, but I feel like no matter what the writing is, there's still always some advice that you can pull from that. And I know one of the things you have in the notes here too, is that everything we do starts with writing. Mm -hmm. And I certainly think that's true because, you know, like I just said, we have a document of notes here for this mm -hmm. podcast and we might not necessarily get to everything, but just getting down some initial thoughts really spark a conversation on the podcast. And that's why that's something that I always try to do. I always try to send, you know, the guests of the podcast a Google Doc beforehand and with you because you've been on multiple times now, we basically just have a running Google Doc that we switch out based on the topic. So it mm -hmm. certainly is one of those things where, yeah, writing accounts for a lot of what a lot of people do. Yeah, I think people underestimate that too, because if you're really wanting to be effective in what you're doing and intentional, like we could have organized this, maybe I could have organized this a little better last night to where I maybe just put two or three sentences of stuff we wanted to talk about specifically. And I know, like you said, for a book, it's like, we're just kind of reviewing it and saying, what did we get out of it? Like, what were the bullet points to where 
somebody else might want to take our recommendation and uh, dive a little deeper. So there's really like a movie review. You're not going to spoil the whole movie. You're not going to say everything that happened because you want somebody to experience for it for themselves and really get what they want out of it or get what they will out of it. Yeah, that's something I've certainly been trying to apply to my TV show recaps that I do. It's like, okay, I don't want to just regurgitate everything that happened in the episode, which, you know, I found myself doing that with some of the recaps I was doing. I was like, okay, why don't I put in some of my uh, own opinion here and there and figure out a better way to present this information to people? And that's something that I feel like is a constant work in progress because, when you're writing, you're not going to write the same way you did, you know, five years ago, or even maybe a month ago. If you have editors who are working with you, which happens to be my case for a few of the websites that I write for, you're going to get feedback and you're going to get different feedback from different people. So then your writing might be one way for one website, but then another website might want something else. So it's just one of those things where you keep working at it no matter what. And I feel like, you know, he really hits home with that in his book too, because it's one of those things where a lot of people will say show up every day, but it really is true because even though I might not have an article go up every single day of the week, it's something that is always in the back of my mind. Okay, this would make for a good article. Let me write down some notes here. Let me brainstorm some ideas. There's always something going on with the writing process, whether or not I'm actually writing articles on a specific day. Yeah, at the beginning of this year, I had kind of, Sean had a challenge that he had in his community of doing uh, 30 days to better writing. So I participated okay, yeah. in that and um, would just write for my myself and do the writing prompts and everything. And it was really supposed to put initiate that habit of writing for the sake of writing and having like an assignment, but not necessarily publishing it. So that was a really helpful exercise uh, to get a better habit of writing. Yeah. And you have down here, just start as well, which is another thing because I've been recently trying something new since I have so many unread books and comic books on my shelf where instead of staring at my shelves, trying to figure out what I'm going to read next, what I did was, you know, right around New Year's, I sat down, took out my notebook, took out a pen, wrote down a bunch of books that I definitely knew I wanted to read this year. I think I wrote down 15 or 16 just to start. This way, I spend less time just staring at my bookshelf. And instead, I just pick up the next book and 